0: This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 300. Woohoo! I cannot believe another 100 mile marker here. To celebrate the show. It's so exciting. Color Pencil Podcast is brought to you by UART Premium Sanded Pastel Paper. If you've not tried UART pastel paper yet for a colored pencil, I suggest that you do that right away. There's a free sample that you can get today. I'll tell you a little bit more about that and how you can get that a little later on in the show. So, Barb, are you using Uart uh, paper? Have you used it before?
1: I have not. I it is on my list. It is. It is. I'm going to have to put it at the. I know. <laughs> I have to put it at the top of my list because I feel like we talk about this a lot, and I'm always like, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Very, yeah, I very can't cool. Wait to try it. You'll have to report back. I will. <laughs> hey guys, I got some sad news. That free trial pack promotion is over. When Barb and I recorded it, it was still going on. But good news, the Dakota Pastels promotion is still going on, but it expires on Wednesday, March 31st, 2021. If you're listening in the future, it's already passed. So just use UART20 at checkout. We'll have a link set up over there in the show notes. And we thank UART Premium Pastel Paper for supporting the podcast. Today's show is also brought to you by, and this is our newest sponsor to the podcast, Amazon Music Unlimited. Just go to getamazonmusic.com slash sharp right now, and you can have a 30-day free trial with them. Amazon Music Unlimited is packed full of 70 million songs that are available anytime, anywhere, and on any device without ads ever popping up or interrupting your music library at all. And if you're like me, you like to listen to something like music that will not interrupt your drawing time and won't take your mind off of what you're doing. So check it out today by going to getAmazonmusic.com/slash sharp. We'll have a link in the show notes, and we thank Amazon Music Unlimited for their support of the Color Pencil Podcast. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a color pencil podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hey there, my name is John Middick of sharpenedartist.com. This is a color pencil podcast. I'm so excited that you're here again this week. And I'm so excited because this is show number 300. Barb, you're here to celebrate it with me. This Yay! is exciting. Oh, jazz hands again. Here we go. <laughs>
1: Listen, I got to I got to make it interesting for the people watching, you know,
0: it's not, oh. it's not all
1: about, uh, being fancy with the voice. You gotta yeah. you gotta make it dynamic for the, for the viewers.
0: There we go. <laughs> uh, that's so nice of you. So Barb and I found out <laughs> that, uh we both have a, a slight fear of flying, not a, not a huge fear, not a phobia or anything, but <laughs> it, it's a concern a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I fly. I still fly, but, uh. I'm one of those that maybe I use some shifty eyes when we're about to land. (laughs) Just looking around a little bit.
1: See, and I feel like takeoff is way more stressful for me. I don't know why. I feel like (laughs) landing, I'm like, they've got this. But takeoff, that's what I'm like. It's just the
0: opposite for me. It's just the opposite.
1: But it's so much louder when they're taking off. And it makes me feel like this is the time. As soon
0: as they get in the air, though, (laughs) I'm just like, okay, we're all right for for a little bit.
1: (laughs) I guess. I don't know. It's still, I still think it's witchcraft.
0: <laughs> Any, oh, witchcraft. That's so funny.
1: I mean, I am I am joking saying that. Don't, uh, send, oh, don't send me letters about, you know, <laughs> I, I, I understand the physics of how it works. Right. I just, I still think it's strange. It's the fact that we can fly in the air in these giant metal tubes and everything's cool is still, I mean, when you really stop and think about that, it that is fascinating. Is, uh, it's, it's, imp- first of all, it's impressive. Like,
0: yeah you know, and it makes no sense really. I mean, you think about it.
1: Applause to the Wright brothers for Yeah, if they could <laughs> be here today,
0: what would they think? Well, I don't I don't
1: know. I I I wonder what they would think of like, you know, of like a like a stealth bomber jet plane. Or... Oh
0: my goodness. Yeah.
1: People are now I'm wondering sure. if they've tuned into the wrong podcast. We're, right, talking, right.
0: we're, <laughs> we're not going to be planes, talking about but... flight today or its origins. <laughs> in, so in all fairness,
1: we... <laughs> yeah, the reason this even came up is because earlier a plane flew over and it was quite loud and John yeah. could hear it over through my <laughs> I was
0: like, what so. is that?
1: <laughs> yeah, he was concerned uh... about my safety. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so we are going to be talking, though, about professionalism, again, under uh, the, the umbrella of professionalism, like we had talked about in our prior shows. We're going to be talking now today about and primarily thinking about communication and your overall presence online. So the way you present yourself online. So that could be social media. I mean, it does include website, but I feel like we spent enough time talking about that in uh, a prior show. Uh, So communication, how you present yourself both online and social media and in uh, some of these other arenas like uh, communicating with clients over email and on some rare occasions where maybe you are speaking uh, over video. Maybe you're doing a YouTube channel or you're doing some Instagram stories or something like that. Right, Bart?
1: yeah definitely i mean i think we touched upon this a little bit in the email episode but Mm -hmm. i think it's it's really important to sort of dive into this a little bit further just in terms of understanding what what that means and sort of the implications of it when you're applying it to other things like you said if you decide you want to start a youtube channel or even just something as simple as if you're you know corresponding with a potential client somebody who wants to commission you to do some artwork being able to sound professional and, and be able to speak in a way that, you know, makes you sound like you know what you're talking about is definitely a plus right. and it helps the person on the other end have a lot more confidence in you that, that you know, you are a professional and, and you know what you're doing. and, and
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because uh, you don't, you want to come across as competent and professional and courteous and likable. And you don't want to come across as pushy, needy, uh, any of those kind of things. You you want to present uh, what you have to offer, and you want to do that respectfully. Um, and so there are some definite considerations to keep in mind. What, one of the biggest things, I think, um, before you ever approach a topic like that or you start thinking about that is, okay, If I were in person, how would I talk to somebody? So what I mean by that is I think one of the keys to coming across in a genuine way, the way that you want to come across, is to think of it as a conversation. How would I have a a polite and respectful conversation if I were in person with somebody? I wouldn't I wouldn't come across like a, I'm an ad, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't say, hey, get it now while it's hot. I've just got a new drawing right off, you know, hot uh, right off the, the griddle here. Go ahead and and uh, scoop it up right now. <laughs> you know, I would That's, I would yeah. uh, just talk to somebody and further develop that uh, relationship that I have with a client. So you've had some touch point prior to that first uh, communication that you're having, or this next communication that you're having with the client, presumably, uh, it wouldn't be the first time, you know.
1: I, I think too, the to add to that is is also that you want to sound genuine but and not salesy, um, but also still professional. So I think a lot of people are really um, well-versed with what sounds like a sales pitch a lot of the time. And if you're not coming across authentically, then that sometimes can be an issue as well. And I mean, I think we've all probably at some point or another heard before that people like to buy art from people that they like, or people that they feel like they know. And so if you're always kind of, if you're almost too professional, and you have like too much of a wall up, and everything just sounds like a soundbite, then that can be a problem too, because people feel like, well, I'm not really personally connecting with you. And and at, while you are to some degree selling a product at the same time you know people are buying art because it's usually has some sort of an emotional connection for them and and right. they want to feel like they have that with you as well so there's a fine a fine balance there i think in the context that we're sort of discussing it today it's more about how to air more on the professional side as opposed to being too professional but um yeah i think uh it's it's something really important to consider especially when you're talking to people who are potential clients and having that sort of artist statement and that uh, you know that 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 sort of one or two sentence pitch for lack of a way of lack of a sorry a better way of saying it it that you can speak about your art and and how you create your art and what's special about your art and, and you as an artist in a way that is very natural and not like, you know, you have to like <laughs> bring it up on a, on your phone or something and read it to, to make it sound right. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, cause it, it, there are a lot of cases where, you know, it, when the world returns to normal and we can actually do markets and fairs and stuff again for art, um, y- you want to be able to, if somebody kind of just approaches you and comes up to you and wants to talk to you about um, your artwork, you want to be able to speak to that and have, you know, a fairly easy conversation with them about it. And yeah, you know, like
0: you got to know those bullet points a little bit, yeah, right? You kind of have sure. to be rehearsed a little bit, at least in totally. your head. Totally. Um, not unlike how you would prepare for an interview. Like if you went yes. on a job interview, you yeah. kind of want to know your own self, you know, your own past, examples of how you were able to save the company, you know, $50,000 or whatever. You want to know those kind of things so that. They can roll off your tongue in a, a very free-flowing way so that you don't sound rehearsed to your point bar. Uh, the other thing is you want to avoid corporate speak, uh, which is kind of what you were alluding to there. You you don't want to sound like a robot. You don't want to sound like, you know, you've got this so rehearsed uh, and that, you know, you're uh, in a third-grade play or something. And you, you want to connect and you want to match the energy level of the person. And if you're in person, that's so much easier to do. So when you're doing that over email, um, you know, and and I don't want to turn this back into an email show or anything like that. But, you know, that's just one thing to think about is your communication over email or social media. Um, Could be a phone call even, you know, it's not unheard of. You could uh, have a phone call and uh, you could arrange for a time to talk to a client and say, you know, I can uh, discuss that more uh, over the phone or on a Zoom meeting or something like that. So now, Barb, we're getting into somebody actually uh, presenting themselves, and you're having a conversation. You're having a one-on-one, right? That's nearly like an in-person, right?
1: Yeah, and I have actually a really good example to to sort of illustrate that point as well. Um, when I did my my interview my very first appearance on the Sharpen Artists podcast. <laughs> I, uh, I actually really did a lot of preparation for it. And I mean, I had been listening to the show prior to that, but I was, I was kind of nervous about it cause I had never done anything like this before. Uh, not, not, not necessarily talking about my art. I mean, back, yeah. uh, back when I was a, a youngster and I played in a band, we had done <laughs> radio interviews and stuff. So I, uh. I mean, I'd done that, but I mean, it was very different context, very different subject matter. So um you know i i really did a lot of preparation in terms of like listening back to some of the interviews you had done and seeing the types of questions you were asking people and then i kind of like had notes for myself on my podcast like or sorry i had notes for myself on the questions that i thought you would potentially ask and so i kind of had them posted on my screen (laughs) just and you weren't doing the video recordings back then but you know i had notes for myself just talking points so that if something came up, you know, it's it's easy to get nervous and, and all yeah. of a sudden, you know, even though you're talking about something that's yours and your artwork, right. you could you could just totally blank and sort of, you know, forget. So I, I made sure that I had these little these little notes, which is maybe it's so a
0: great idea.
1: Though. Yeah, it probably sounds Very a little good. ridiculous, but I just want to, I didn't want to sound silly or like, I forgot or anything like that. So I wasn't sure how much editing was gonna happen. So I kind of, uh, I kind of made sure that I prepared for that. And again, like you said, much, much like you would for a job interview, sort of preparing for the type of questions you you would get asked. And, and I guess the thing to add to that as well is, you know, I I would think part of the reason you continue to ask me to come in and guest host here is partly because of that, because we didn't really have any kind of relationship before that. No, um, it
0: it kind of worked out. I mean, I've asked Barb to come back on several, several times now um, based on how well she did on that uh, particular uh, conversation and interview that we had with her. That was back when Lisa was doing the show uh, with me as well. And uh, yeah, it, um, you know, Barb presented herself really well. She was well-spoken and uh, appeared to be very confident. I had no idea that she was, she was nervous, but I mean, it makes sense. And (laughs) uh, she did such a great job. So, yeah, I mean, and it's not uh, outside of the scope of reason to assume that there may be some options for you as well, if you're listening today, where you can meet face to face, you know, over Zoom or something like that with um, someone and talk about your art or talk about, uh, you know, what you do if you're teaching or or anything else, or especially if you're making videos uh that you're putting out there on social media. And I gotta tell you, just a little quick plug for making videos uh in general. That is that is the hot thing, Barb. I'm sure you know that. Yeah. If if you're on Facebook or Instagram or anywhere and you're making videos, they they are ranking at the top of uh the search algorithm. And so I highly recommend you know, just grabbing your cell phone and recording your process with your phone, if that's all you've got, and putting that out there. But being able to do a voiceover, just a simple explanation of what you're doing, that would go a long, long way of just allowing you to stand out from the rest just a little bit
1: yeah and honestly like even with my YouTube channel when I first started I I was telling John this story the other day is that um, I used to kind of just sort of like I I used to just wing it and then I I would do all the recording edit it down and then decide okay well just I'll just talk over top of it how hard could that be (laughs) and now I mean I do have more of a script now that I use when I'm speaking just so that you know it sounds a little bit better and that sort of thing but um you know even even stuff like that like sometimes it takes practice you won't necessarily yeah. you can't i mean it's not always as simple as just deciding you're going to sound more professional in it happening i mean if you even look back at some of the like our first video recordings with the podcast i feel like there's a couple times where it looks like i'm not even like paying attention I'm, like looking over no, there no it does but, no, <laughs> no no but what i'm saying is like you know sometimes it's just about building that comfort level too which yeah can happen over time. and It happens with practice. I mean, when you're talking right. about potentially starting a YouTube channel, I mean, I, I still don't, I don't physically appear in my videos, except for my hands still, but that's, you know, that's part, that's partly been me getting more comfortable. I mean, with the whole pandemic, I've gotten a lot more comfortable at doing video calls and that sort of thing. So the the chances of me appearing in my videos at some point is is getting higher but at the same time like if that's not something you're comfortable doing that's fine but you know think about how you're sounding voice wise like how how it's how you're i mean it is a performance to some extent how you're sounding and you want to be engaging and that sort of thing and it, it helps it helps in so many areas and again you know not everybody is gonna be good at it at first I mean I think I was terrible at it at first but it's you know it, it's something that I'm continuing to improve on and I know that as I improve the quality of my presence and the way that I sound in these videos it's it's going to also improve the overall quality of what I'm doing and if that's something that's your goal then you know it's something you need to invest a little bit of time doing because it's not just about your artwork it's it's also going to be about you because you're you're a part of that now you're part of that package
0: mhm- definitely uh if you guys haven't checked out barb's uh youtube channel it it's done really really well uh so I'm always just super impressed i I can tell that it's you know you you do have um a lot of preparation. That you're working with whenever you're uh, doing your voiceover, I'm really jealous of that because uh, <laughs> you don't have all those andums or anything.
1: Well, um, I mean, you're hearing them all here is the problem because I'm <laughs> no, <laughs> when no, I don't no. have a script, you're hearing all of my you knows and 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 so all the things yeah, this say. is real
0: life though. <laughs> so, but the thing is, you know, and you don't have if you're thinking, oh my goodness, that's such a high bar, I can never do that. Uh, I don't do that, and I do have some andums in mind, but. What I but the thing I do is I put bullet points together, and sometimes you know I'll uh, even be looking at that. And some sentences I'll have scripted out, you know. So you there's you know a variable range of. Start that over. There is you know um, an option to be very very scripted, or on the other side of that, you don't have to script it all. I do know some channels where some people. Uh, will record some pretty compelling videos and they don't script anything. Uh, and it's obvious that they don't, but they're still good channels. So I'm not saying you have to do that, but I, I gotta tell you, it goes a long way. And if you look at some of Barb's videos, you'll see why I say that it, it's it's done really well.
1: I think, Another, too- oh, oh, go oh ahead. sorry. No, no, I was gonna, gonna say, right. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, I think, um, I think that that's just it. If you're nervous about it first, actually having a script can can help you get more comfortable and as you build that comfort level, you will eventually, yeah. hopefully, or you may end up sticking to the script the whole time, but I, I don't think either one is wrong. It's just a point no, of finding no, no. what works for you and what is gonna yeah. make you come across the best.
0: Right, absolutely, yeah. I, I just wanted to underscore that there are options. You don't have to do it one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, and to get started, uh, it would be a great thing just to uh, just to get started and to do whatever would fit your comfort level. Okay, I'm going to take a second here, Barb, and pay the bills. So I want to mention UART Premium Pastel Paper. You guys have been hearing me talk about them for some time now. You can go over to the show notes right now, click on the link, and there's a special link set up for you there where you can get a free sample pack of UART Premium Sanded Pastel Paper. And the reason why I recommend uh Uart is because it's the only paper on the market today that offers seven different grades of that grit level on the surface to choose from It comes in both a beige and a dark and you can use wet media on the surface uh you can rework areas without compromising or damaging the tooth. It's such a great surface to work on very very forgiving I d di- I didn't really. Give it a chance. The first time that I tried it, and I kept coming back to it. Then learned how to use it, and it's one of the most forgiving surfaces ever. Give Uart Premium Sanded Pastel Paper a try and experience the Uart difference. And we thank Uart for sponsoring the Colored Pencil Podcast. Yeah.
1: Well, that'd be really disappointing if all this of is of part they of the were recording like... here.
0: This is yeah. exciting. Barb is <laughs> filling out the form right now. To get her free sample <laughs> of UART paper.
1: I'm sick of John harassing me. No, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> I brought it up once. Uh, my goodness.
1: I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, I need to put in my province because I live in Canada.
0: <laughs> you know your address. Yep. Barbara, I think this has been a great discussion. If you're listening today and you're like, wow, I don't even know how to get started with all of this, um, then... I don't know, Barb, what do you think? I think they could probably just have to know yourself first, right? You have to know what kind of art you produce, uh, what subject matter. So get a list, you know, take it back to old school and, uh, you know, grab a sheet of paper if you need to, and just write down on a sheet of paper, keywords, buzzwords, you know, uh, talk about your art in words only, not sentences, and start there and just say, okay, I create this subject matter I use these materials what motivates me what you know how do I find my style you know what is it about my work that um, makes me excited to get to the studio and work on it you know just freeform uh thought association with words that's it I think that's how you start right
1: yeah and I think too if you're struggling with it as well you know a good thing to do also is is Get somebody who uh you're close to or who knows your art very well, if it's a, a mentor that you have or you know, a, a close friend, someone who can yeah. talk to you about their ask them what they like about your art and what they sort of see when they look at your art. And sometimes that can actually help you put those things into words. And when you hear someone else talk about your art, sometimes you can say, Okay, oh, well, I didn't realize that's what the impression that people got from it. Like sometimes yeah. it can feel maybe like you're being a little bit um arrogant or something when you have to like speak about your art in a certain way but you know it's even like something for you for your bio for like your web page we talked about that in previous episodes just about having a website presence like being able to speak about your artwork in a in a way that sounds professional even just for a website purpose is is really important and another thing too is you can go to other artists that you admire look at how they talk about themselves in their artwork if you need some examples and use that as a template for yourself just take bullet points like you were saying yeah. too just about okay what are they talking about are they talking about their education what about their art are they talking about are they talking about the subject matter the colors that they're using what inspires them it's all it's all practice if it's not new if it's something that's new to you but i think the more you do it and the more you take time to sort of invest in that part of yourself and your artwork and your business, just the better presence you're going to have going forward when you start getting more attention.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that tip you gave about going to other people though and asking, Hey, what do you see in my work? What do you think my work is all about? That, that to me, it, that's gold right there, guys. If you didn't uh, pick up on that, that is gold because I think a lot of us, Barb, it is difficult for us to toot our own horn. And we feel like we're bragging. I do. I'm very, very uncomfortable with talking about my own work. Uh, I'm even uncomfortable with saying thank you to compliments. I'm like, what do I say? You know, it's like, (laughs) you know, do you feel like that? I mean, I think that's probably common, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I I definitely struggled with that a lot. um, You know, when I was younger, I think when I I mean, I talk about my experience of going to art school a lot, but honestly, yeah. like when you're there, you don't have a choice. Like you kind of have to, you have to learn yeah. to do that because you're in situations where you're presenting your work and people are critiquing you. So yeah. in that presentation, you have to be able to defend your choices and talk about, you know, your concept and talk about your art. And it was really great practice for me to start being able to to talk about my art. I mean, we also had, you know, classes as well, where we had to Take a piece of art and and you know, describe it and and break it down and really get into it and that sort of thing. And so for me, that whole experience was very valuable in sort of getting that practice and talking about art, talking about my own art, um, using you know the words to, to use to describe it, that sort of thing. So yeah. again, and understanding that not everybody has that background, it's partly why I suggested like going to other artists and seeing how they're talking about their mm-hmm. work and and you don't have to feel. I think. I think it's really common to feel like you're being a little bit arrogant and that sort of thing. But in that case, I would suggest like, don't worry about using fancy language to like talk about no. what you're, like, just again, it comes down to being authentic and being authentic to you. If if you're not the kind of person that's going to use giant words to talk about your art, that's fine. You can say something as simple as like, I'm, you know, if, if you do botanical art, for example, you can just say, you know, I'm really, I'm really inspired by the beauty and in the shape of of a flower and and talk about what it is that you find interesting about that. You don't necessarily need to get really um you know uh, Don't have
0: to be philosophical. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to
1: get academic about it necessarily. Yep, it's just yeah. but the point is that you're explaining to somebody kind of where your inspiration is coming from and, and speaking to your art in a way that that sounds like, you know, you have some kind of substance behind
0: it. Yeah. And here here's what's going to happen though when you ask others what about my artwork is it that uh, you like or what does it mean to you when you look at my artwork um what what you want to do is capture those words though those little sound bites that they give you are gold um and so that's why i think that tip was just so good barb because somebody's going to see something in your work that maybe you don't even necessarily see so capture that Write that down and then sit with it for a while. Make sure it's true. Make sure it's something that really does resonate with what you're trying to communicate. And uh, if so, then, you know, run with it and own that and incorporate that in some of your, um, you know, presence online. So awesome. I think this is a good show, Barb. Thanks so much. As always, thanks for being on the show with me today. Love it. Okay, guys, this is a weekly show. It comes out every Monday at 3 a.m. I had somebody ask me recently, when when do you publish the podcast? I said, it's on Monday at 3 a.m. And she goes, Who's up at 3 a.m.? <laughs> like, well, I'm not. <laughs> I will talk to you again next week. And until then, stay sharp. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartists.com.